All right, and we're rolling. Okay, so this is not really an episode two as much as it is a second attempt at an episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Um, so we're just going to start it off there. We are lightly toasted and yes. we'll pop, probably get crispier as the time goes on. <laughs> exactly. So uh, do you want to start with one of my questions or... Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's go with first thing off the yeah, list. Yeah, I like your question way better. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first creative love? My first creative love person? Like an artist? It could be um, an artist, it could be a type of art that you fell into. My first creative love. I would have to say graffiti. Oh, It was nice. my first, yeah. Especially growing up um, in Boston, you see a lot of that in the city. And I would always hang out sort of in the ghetto, but not really. <laughs> so you saw a lot of graffiti. Yeah. A lot of trash. And that was, yeah, my first, like, my first. Some Brooklyn. Yeah, well. yeah, like Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Like right now I see graffiti everywhere in Brooklyn. I'm actually on the train ride here. I saw some pretty fucking stellar work on this mm -hmm. one building. I don't even know mm -hmm. what building it was, but somewhere in Queens is a building that has, like, mirrors basically mm -hmm. all over it. You can see yeah. the reflection of the train as you pass by. Mm -hmm. And in the windows above and below that were like these super bright works of, mm -hmm. they were tags, but they were beautiful. Oh yeah. And, it's you becoming know, art, honestly. I think it is art. I think it's always been an art and people are just getting comfortable with acknowledging yes. that because Absolutely. I don't know if you've ever tried to work with spray paint before. It is not easy. Um, I never have. I've always wanted to though. It's difficult and it's smelly yeah. and it's messy and because of all of those things it deserves to be Absolutely. right up there with all the other art products. I Absolutely. mean if you go to a friggin Michaels it's locked behind a key. Yes it is. People will feel that. <laughs> Even in Blake's too. You don't see that anywhere else in the store <laughs> unless you're looking at like hundred dollar packs of Copic markers. Oh shit that's not true. You know it's something that is desirable and yeah. uh yeah, I, I I love graffiti. I've always wanted to learn how to do graffiti, but I feel like trying to start it is expensive as yeah getting the items itself. Yeah, like it seems like a really yeah. Not cheap. It's not. I feel like I would have to um, I would just have to invest a lot into wanting to learn to do it, and I just like that seems like a lot of fucking work to do. <laughs> it's like um, why would I want to put that much time into shit? And then when, there's when, me who gets an idea and is like, drop a thousand dollars right now. Yes. <laughs> like right now, um, recently I've been really trying to find my love for nails again because I do love doing it. Right. And that's something I don't ever want to lose, especially since I'm moving to Miami. Yeah. That's you're like, want that in your I'm trying to learn how to do acrylics again. Girl, acrylic is so fun. I love do doing acrylic. And the fact that I stopped doing it when I got a yeah, so I learned how to hate acrylic from a lot of different salons because the salon owners themselves did not know how to put up with acrylic. And it, it's something that you won't learn unless you you focus solely on that in exactly. your career. And I'm like really just trying to, especially since I'm moving to Miami, I really want to learn how to just 
work with that because I'm tired of gel. Like gel is great, but there's only so much you can do with gel. It's also so expensive that people don't want to pay for that anymore. Exactly. It's like, why would I go to the gel girl who does similar work to the acrylic girl because all of her inspiration picks come from acrylic. Like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's what ultimately led me to acrylic. All exactly. of my inspo picks were acrylic. Of and acrylic. I was like, you know yeah. what? I'm just going to bite the fucking bullet. Mm -hmm. It's a cheaper product to work with. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you have to have patience for it. But I have unending amounts of patience for the things that I love. Look at my ex-boyfriend. Oh. So <laughs> One for Dakota. <laughs> you know, I was like, acrylic, no fucking problem, right? And even though I've done some sets so far that I'm not thrilled with. Oh, my first few sets are going to be trash. <laughs> I can see that. They on and they looked nice in photos. And that was all that I could ask for at the time. Now that I'm working on actually improving, I'm like, let's go to workshops. Let's reinvest our money into better products and better brands. I want to do a workshop, actually. Um, we should do a workshop together. I think that would yeah, be Yeah, man. I want to learn how to do like proper Russian manicures. Mm -hmm. And I want to learn how to do um, a really good set of fucking acrylics. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. And Miami is going to be a great place for that. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm really fucking excited. Every day I keep dreading it because I'm like, I have no money. How mm -hmm. am I going to move? Like, yeah, I have money in my credit card, but I don't want to max those out to move there, you know? No, definitely not. Then you're going to get stuck. Exactly. So I'm just like, damn. I need to figure out to make a lot of money in a short period of time. The Easy ultra targets. human being in me is like, I'm going to win the lottery because I'm manifesting it. Like, no, you're not going to win the fucking lottery. <laughs> Listen, I have a bar of soap for manifestation. Like, that's how <laughs> heavily I'm relying on the spiritual to bring me sustenance in life. Girl, look at Like, right now, the Powerball, I think, is at like um, 118 million. That's disgusting. Like, <laughs> I just, that's so nasty. Can you imagine? What would I do with... Okay, so after the 18 million, you bring it down, you're really getting like, what? 80? 80 million? That's still a size Which, Yeah, money. exactly. I can easily very much live on that in my grandchildren and shit, but... Dude, I, a, a basic Model 3 Tesla right now is like 3 million. You, uh, you could get a yeah. You get one for you, one for your sister, <laughs> one for your mom. That's so fucking true. Mom, I got you a Tesla for Christmas. Enjoy. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I think the first thing would be pay off everybody's student loans. Yeah, I would probably just like pay off my family's debt so none of us have yeah. any like financial problems. Exactly. Then I, I don't know. I, I would definitely split my money in three ways: me, my mom, my sister. And then maybe throw, you know, throw my dad a few of them here and there. <laughs> well, yeah, you're partially responsible for my existence here. Yeah, exactly. You did come out, I did come out of your nutsack, so. <laughs> my dad owes me child support. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my mom know. actually got my dad off of child support. <laughs> where, um, yeah, she did. That's called um, being a strong, independent woman. Exactly, yeah. He, he never had to pay child support for us. We never got anything. <laughs> But in, he didn't have to get, you know, he didn't have to pay for it, so. Um, my first creative love was actually drawing cartoons. I remember well, yeah. the first that drawing that I was ever really proud of mm -hmm. was this gel pen drawing I did of the Powerpuff Girls when I was Gel like pens six. was a shit back then. <laughs> Listen, my, someone in my family had got me one of those 
uh, like buckets mm. of gel pens and like. Oh, I remember those. <laughs> they weren't great quality. They were pretty crappy, but they were but fun. You, <laughs> you had every conceivable color of gel pen, so it was like, yeah, fuck it. Uh, what artists do you follow, and what do you like about them? Um. Ooh, do I follow any artists on um? Wow. Uh, a few. I don't really know them by name. Well, there's a few I know by name. I know I follow Pearl Fine. I'm really into her work. Okay. Um, I don't think she actually has an Instagram page, but I follow her like tags and shit. Yeah. She's one artist. She's like an abstract artist. There's a recent one. I forgot what her name is, but she works with crystals. Yeah. Um, it's like Crystal Fine Art or some shit, but it, everything she does, it's um. It's like a resin overlay, so it's a shiny casting, Ooh. and then it lit her her things look like geodes. It's a very I cool. I love that. I I'm actually sure really I wanted to thing. make some resin geode wall hangings this summer. When I saw it, I immediately thought of you. I would love to get that ball rolling, but my studio is still split between two counties, so I'm uh, having okay, some yeah. difficulty in the creative department. Um, I think you would love exotic cancer. Her pa uh, their pages right here. I don't know if it's a. That's hilarious. Who they are. What the fuck is going on here? Um, I need to find. Oh one no! Of their most popular. <laughs> I mean, one. It, it was a very popular meme in the nail community. Yeah. Uh, where they? Oh, I think I found it. Yes, I did. <clears throat> so, they're painting their nails. And they have a little jar of people, and they stick a little not. man on the nail. <laughs> and uh, tell me you wouldn't do that if you could. I gotta would. You absolutely would. I know that. We would have little oh, matching <laughs> like. My little boyfriend. My little boyfriend. Boy, that's right on your fingernail. <laughs> Hell, I would find a way to drill a hole through his head and have him as a dangly <laughs> charm, you know? Give him a nice oh, little body real quick. Oh no my problem. god. <laughs> He'll be definitely compliant then. Yeah. Uh, while you're searching, I will also want to mention a really good artist. Now, yes. this is a page that I definitely need to show you for you to fully appreciate the uh, expertise in this person's work. And I'm, I'm not taking the piss. I think this person is actually uh, fantastic in terms of representing what an artist is about. And to me, that means doing what you enjoy doing because you enjoy doing it. And tell me this is not the greatest t-shirt you've ever seen. It's a penguin with like an AK-47. Too big to fly, too cold to die. <laughs> Tell me you would that's not pretty, buy that's that. That's pretty fucking dope. I would actually very much buy that. Here's in black the best and white. part. Every <laughs> single piece that I see this person list sells out immediately. On their stories, on their posts, on their Etsy. I cannot get that's my hands. This is the type of shit she does. Oh, those Insane, are beautiful. Right? See, that's exactly what I wanted to do. It's like... It's I want to do my own version cool. of that. And she does like all this shit. I mean, I have a, an extensive collection of glitters that need to it's be like, worked through. When I saw this, I was like, eh, what the fuck is this? It's so dope. And each of her pieces are like, 
2000 something. I think the highest I've seen was like five grand. Oh, mama. But I'm pretty sure just buying the crystals alone are pretty expensive. Yeah, I mean, I would auction those pieces just to oh. get the most value out of them. Absolutely. Here's another piece by really good artists that I think you'll enjoy. It's a drawing of the sun coming out of the clouds. It says, if life were easier, would you even notice? Poignant. Huh. Uh-huh. I'm sure that makes you think. I'm not mad at that. This is just some, with what looks like pen and colored pencil. Yeah, right. We're not talking about (laughs) fine art design. Because of how simplistic their work is, I think that's what's really attractive about it. Yes. Because it gives you that feeling of, well, if they can do it, so can I. Absolutely. Um, quick shout out also to Gus Fink and Emmy Boz, I believe it is. They do some really cute and quirky works that I buy, I purchase frequently from. Yeah. They do little auctions for their prints of like hand embellished pieces that are signed and they make excellent gifts. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they're all like (laughs) pop art themed or there's a lot of Tim Burton influence in there. I love Tim Burton. Super colorful, super fun. Um, You know, those are the artists that I mostly follow these days. I I have, I've just been following like a different array of people. Um, I'm just interested in absorbing as much different kind of art as I want. Because I'm very much into just exploring different type of methods of art. I don't really like to stick to one thing. Yeah, me neither. Honestly, I get bored really easily, even with my art. Oh my god, this is how you know that we have, like, undiagnosed ADD, (laughs) that neither of us can be held down by one medium. Mm -hmm. It's like, we we share the common denominator of nails being a longevity thing in our lives, but at the same time, like... You and I have moved on from nails as many times as we've come back to it. Exactly. I wouldn't. I love it, but I hate it a lot sometimes, especially at this stage in my life. I hate it a lot. But yeah, I'm just always gonna come back to it because there's always something new with nails. There's always, always gonna be new. something new. It evolves new. all the time, Absolutely. and it's fascinating to mm-hmm. see like yeah. how chemically we've been. Mm-hmm manipulating these products for the sake of vanity yeah right <laughs> like it's it's really interesting to see and to be a part of absolutely that's why i'm trying to learn acrylic right now like i pretty much i want to say i mastered hard gel i'm nowhere near master but i'm comfortable enough to understand hard gel and i'm like i'm starting to get bored with it i'm just like okay that's exactly what, what happened to me and i didn't even get that good at hard gel i got frustrated with it the last set of hard gel nails that I remember doing and for me it's like if I'm gonna work this hard for hard gel it's gonna be acrylic right if you're gonna put in that much effort you may as well just do acrylic and I remember giving people speeches at work all the time about acrylic doesn't have the flexibility of gel if you break a nail it's gonna hurt you no if you break a nail that is unstructured if it is not structured properly you will break a nail and it will hurt you yeah but if your nail tech is doing the right thing, honey, you're not going to break a nail. Exactly. Period. Exactly. That should not even be a worry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with our job, it's kind of ingrained in us that, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is what happens when I drink coffee. Um, she got the jitters. Yeah, right? I feel like where we were working, it, it was ingrained in us that we're super healthy. So that means acrylic is not good. Hard. Gel is not good. 
That used to drive me crazy. Yes. And I'm the type of person that's like, I'll get anything done on my nails. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> because honestly, your dead keratin nail plates are yeah. not going to be affected yeah. unless yeah. you rip them back off. Like, if but you file a hole in your finger. At work or else someone will look at you like, or bring you to the back like, listen, my, you know, just because art is like healthy nails, <laughs> you have to make sure. Oh my God. I hate being told what to do. Yeah. I am a Sagittarius son. You cannot, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make her drink. And I <laughs> exactly. am that horse. I will stand at the river stubborn Days. and thirsty. Days. <laughs> and I will not, I will not do what you tell me to do until you get away from me and it's my idea. <laughs> exactly. When I I'm feel like it, word. I will do it. <laughs> So being told yeah. what to tell people, I don't do well with authority. I'm also not a good yeah. salesman. I don't. Oh, I, I suck. don't I promote suck. ideas that I don't believe in. And yes. as soon as I got I to, to the it. floor of Hades, we'll say, <laughs> um, all I was it. all I was doing was lying to people, and I could oh feel God. that I was lying to people, and it felt shitty. Yeah. And the one time. Excuse me. The one time that Plus, I, I show all my emotions in my face, right? I can't hide shit. I can't hide for shit. The one time I wasn't lying to a client, she called me a liar, and I lost my shit. I went fucking. I. I mm. But I even can't be mad because I am lying to her. <laughs> I literally. It was something over really dumb too. Mm -hmm. Like she did not weird. understand the concept of linear time, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, uh. that might be a difficult concept for a four-year-old to understand, but a grown-ass woman, sure, I will not be getting that it. shit. <laughs> not today, Sharon. Not today. <laughs> not today, Sharon. So. You fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, I. That's what made me fall out of nails and fall out of love with nails in the first place was Absolutely. the salon culture. Yeah. It was toxic. It remains toxic, even though the last job that I was at was mm -hmm. significant, significantly the least in terms of work mm -hmm. drama. There was still enough work drama that I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I feel like I'm at a level that a professional should not be dealing with this petty bullshit. So I left. Yeah, I've come to the point where I'm just like, I, I literally just want to go to work, do my clients, not sh say shit. I just don't want them to be like, I'm getting this, I like this, that's it, let's do the work, let's get it done, and then I go home. Yeah, exactly. Everything else in the middle is kind of just, girl. I'm not I getting just, paid for that. I'm not I'm getting, not paid, getting paid for that. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'll like, I'll fuck around a lot in the back. Like I'll crack jokes and shit. But, but like, that's part of you know what? I'm gonna call yeah. that part of morale. Yeah, that's literally keeping me from just being like calling everybody a fucking idiot. That's it's literally <laughs> keeping me from walking out into traffic with yeah. a blindfold on. Because <laughs> I, I hate what I'm doing. If I don't fuck around and have fun at work, I'm having yeah. a bad time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I if I'm having a bad fun. time at my job, it's I'm not, not worth it. Work. It's not worth it. It's like, I've done yeah. some pretty fucked up Frenches, I've done some really oh. bare bones pedicures. But it was not because I wanted to. Color on it the was, cuticles. Oh, oh yeah, I've done Jesus it all. <laughs> Especially when a client's giving you an attitude mm -hmm. about that kind of stuff. And you're just yeah. like, test I don't need me. To be here. Test me again. I will do it on purpose. <laughs> like, I, oh my God, the time Please do like, not. No. 
these fucking bitches sometimes people don't people think it's very easy to do our job it's not no it's not fucking easy the mental strain that it takes to do our job we deserve uh, honorary masters in therapy jesus christ sometimes i'll listen to these people talk or their problems and i'm just like I remember watching a bride, especially if you're like more empathic. Yeah, it's just we, like we pick up on people's energy super easily. Oh my god! We try to keep the energy going. So mm. if you give us bad shit to work with, we're just Please going don't. to get it, it back. Yeah. Like I don't know if you remember this one bridal party, mm. but uh, the bride, I was supposed to be doing the bride's nails. Mm -hmm. And she would not sit down. She kept getting up and walking around and like, she, she wouldn't get off her phone. <laughs> uh -huh. And she was yelling at one of her bridesmaids for not making it to the appointment. And we had already accommodated her mm -hmm. by talking to the bride and saying, you'll get in first thing tomorrow morning. We already know what you're getting yeah, because so the bride easy. dictated what everyone was allowed to get. Which I think was, I do by remember the way, insane because there was like eight of them and we only had like two or three mats of each color. So you had people oh, passing oh. bottles down I the line. I do remember this one. It was chaos. Passing bottles down the line to make sure that everyone had the same color. And she like rented out the studio for herself Basically, and her team. It was, yeah, it was, there were about. no center tables. It was only booth seating. I think I do remember. And she, I told her, ma'am, you need to sit down or else you're not getting your manicure because we don't have time for this. Well, we have all the time in the world. Oh, no, no, you don't. Who told you this lie? <laughs> they would literally act like they paid our entire day's wage and you didn't. Even if you paid the salon that, you didn't pay us, the artists, that. You know, we still get the same check at the end of the week. Absolutely. We and were out of employees, much. which by the way, I'm gonna say this right now, like, no bullshit. Hourly wages in premium nail art salons are a crime. It's not a livable wage at all. I am, I was above the um what was it called that was above the minimum wage line and now i am perfectly on it yeah pretty much and it's like for my position that i am right now in the years that i've been with this company i should be further and i'm not agreed and i'm not the type of person that's gonna like look at me look at me look at all the good work i'm doing my work should speak for itself Right. And I shouldn't have to I shouldn't have to fight for you to show you. I that. have never yeah. seen you beg for recognition mm -hmm. and I'm it's, so it's, proud of you for that. I don't like it. I feel very uncomfortable. Because but. I have had to do the exact opposite. I've literally had to like scream into the void to be recognized. And when I finally got a little bit of recognition I feel like that's all I need to be in. It's just like where I'm at it's not even worth it at this point. It took so much screaming and kicking and crying to get it that it wasn't worth it in the end. Because exactly. the people that I was looking up to were looking down at me. And that's not the relationship that I should have had with those people. Yeah. Yeah, now that you're saying that, an employer to an employee, that environment, it's very similar to... We should have been equals. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm not mm -hmm. obvious... I'm not going to say that I should be 
in equal holding on all fronts because I'm not the business owner. There are mm -hmm. things that they know that I don't. There Absolutely. are things that they'll have to do that I won't. Mm -hmm. That's all fair and good. Mm -hmm. What I mean is if we're both working on the floor together, we are coworkers. Mm -hmm. You, you can pull the boss card when you're counting out my pay at the end of the week and mm -hmm. you're giving me my tips at the end of my mm -hmm. shift or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But if we're both at a table, mm -hmm. you're going to respect me like we're both at a table. Yeah. And I remember one of my bosses had less experience as a nail technician mm -hmm. than I did when they hired me. Yeah. And that was the woman who gave me five pedicures in one day, which basically broke my back. And that was when I had the nosebleed thing happen. That story I, I told you last time. In, yeah, when I looked at Boston, I had to do that. It was always manicure and a pedicure right after. And I would have, I would do like um, five or six in a day. That's back and crazy. forth like that. And I was getting commission. I wasn't even getting fucking hourly. It was in a commission, it was a commission based job. I would get paid every two weeks um, and everything that I was getting was from Groupon or Guilt, so I wasn't even getting paid that much. That's disgusting. And That's they would take the bigger percentage and give me the lowest one. Oh my yeah. god. That was the, yeah, around the beginning of my career. If yeah. a salon accepts Groupon, don't go to that salon, please, because you're you're probably- My, for, my the one I'm in right now is doing, um, I think they're doing Guilt. And when I figured that out, I was like, oh, I, this is the beginning for the end for me. Wait, they're doing that at, yeah. oh no. Yeah. Oh, so I no. knew, so I knew this is, this is, this is timed. Ooh. My time here is timed. <laughs> oh, like I'm not going to be here for very long at all. No. Yeah. Sucks for them because they're going to lose a, a good artist, but. Yeah. Which Bye. brings me to our next topic. What's a job you thought you wanted until you learned more about it? We can't really say nail tech because we both still do. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it's right now. It's um, I'm going to school to be a vet tech, Ooh. but I stopped that because of COVID. I didn't see the justification of keep paying for that when I don't know if I'm going to get more money in. Yeah. So I stopped that. Um, I paused it. But the more I think about it, I don't even know if I want to continue because I love being around animals, but I don't want to make it into a job where I'm going to hate it. Yeah, that's a because good Because I get bored very easily. And doing anything medically related is not something yeah. that you want to like anticipate getting bored of. Exactly. I don't want to like kill an animal by mistake because I was bored that day, you know? <laughs> well, not even that. It's like, it's pretty hard to like be a, yeah. a doctor who decides to sh stop showing up to work one day, you know? like Exactly. That yeah. would be my problem is that I would, you know, reach the point where I just don't want to show up. Yep. And it's like, oh, Kelly, could you take my appointments today? And she's like, I'm still a student. Exactly. Oh, you'll, mm -hmm. you'll do fine. And it's like, yeah, now I'm like, I think I should just cut it all together and really just figure out what the fuck I want to do with my life. Because I'm at a, at a point in my life where I just don't know what the fuck I want to do. Everything is just boring to me. Yeah, everyone expected us to figure it out yeah. at like 18. And like, here we are. I'm 31 I still don't know what the fuck I want to do. I'm 26 and I'm like, just as lost. I don't know what 
the future. I mean, yeah. I know I want to be an artist for a living. Absolutely. But it's so, there's so many different ways that that can go. Like, yeah, I want to be a painter. I don't currently have the capacity for a proper studio anymore. Mm -hmm. I live with my family, which is its own full-time function. Yeah. You know, the only time I get away from the house to relax is coming out to Queens and hanging out with my boyfriend. But I'm not getting anything done as a painter if I'm watching TV and getting stoned for three straight days. Yeah, I do the same thing. And for me, it's, it's very hard to find motivation when I'm surrounded by things without any type of motivation if that makes sense everything seems kind of mm. yeah it's, it seems all very meh and gray yeah. and pointless and it's like we have this perpetual ennui yeah. now because one because of covid it's mm -hmm. still floating around which is pissing everybody off yeah um i'm fully vaxxed by the way whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah right i got so fucking sick oh my god i pretty i probably should have gone to the hospital my breathing was off. I was nauseous. Ooh. My I could feel my leg hairs grow. That's oh, how fucking God. sick I was. I got a fever, but some Tylenol and a nap took care of it. Oh no, I literally had to take my sister's period ibuprofen prescribed pills in order to feel only okay. Brutal. <laughs> it was, I was fucked for two solid days. I was fucked. But yeah, we, but nothing yeah. seems like it's worth the effort anymore because of how mm -hmm. shitty life has been for the past, like, five or six years. Yeah. And it's like, I think the last time I experienced unbridled happiness was, like, 2015 when I moved out of my mom's house. Wow. Yeah. I was, like, fresh-faced, ready to go, like, hit the ground running when I went to the salon for the first time. Yeah. And then... It was like the beginning is of independence. And then, you know, like, I, I ooh, had that. Dope. Yeah. Um, then I had that relationship that turned out to be abusive. Uh -huh. And we only just came up on a year of me leaving him, by the way. Oh, wow. It was June 23rd. That the caterer? Yeah. The chef? Yeah. Oh, you were abusive? Emotionally. Oh, I oh, went yeah. through so much turmoil with him. Oh, yeah. Like... Uh, I don't know if I told you the Christmas story of mm. what he did to me on Christmas of 2019. Holy shit, no. Um, the, I set the bar so low for him, it was on the ground. Holy shit. And he dug a tunnel underneath it. All I <laughs> asked that's him, possible. <laughs> he would do this, like, every mm. holiday or special day of the year. He would do some shit like this. Yeah. I lost it on Christmas of 2019 on Delancey and Norfolk because this man, mm -hmm. instead of doing the one thing I asked for for Christmas, which was to park his ass on our couch mm -hmm. so we could watch some movies and drink wine and have a cheese plate together. Oh, that's sweet. Just wanted an at-home date, yeah, nothing crazy. Exactly. I end up getting dragged to a three hour long Star Wars movie, which sucked. Rise of Skywalker was shit. <laughs> Um, I must say I do love it's only because I'm a Star Wars fan. I love every single movie that's Rise of Skywalker out. was not good. Like canonically, was what not was, good. What was that? Was the very last one, right? Yes. Oh yeah, I I loved it because you know it was like it was technically finishing everything off, but at the same time, I agree that it came full circle. But yes. at the same time, I didn't want that ending. It was 
canonically incorrect in a lot yeah. of places, but we're not going to get into that. True. Those, those are fire, fire details. Yeah, right. Day. Um, basically, I spent $26 to watch a movie that I hated with a group of people that I didn't enjoy hanging out with. Oh, yeah. Um, and I got a secondhand invitation from our roommate because he never bothered to tell me he was going to this movie. Yeah. And when I said, what the fuck, you agreed to doing this one request, mm -hmm. which was the, I didn't ask him for any Christmas present. I just wanted his company. Exactly. But not for nothing, but I have <laughs> bought him a $430 custom commission painting of our cats that Christmas, which wow. I took back when I moved out. Absolutely. Because that was my gift to him when he didn't get me a gift wow. and it, the gift that i asked for was for him to literally stay home with me it could really? not have been easier he didn't have to go see this movie he doesn't wow. he may like star wars but i know he doesn't care enough to want to ruin his own relationship over fucking star mm -hmm. wars he's not that kind of fan wow. what he did was purely out of carelessness yeah. and disregard for for my feelings mm -hmm. so when we were leaving the theater i clearly wanted to go home i've got uber open ready to go mm -hmm. and he goes and i quote do you mind if me and my friends go to chinatown for dinner not inviting me knowing that i want to go home and that none of this should have happened wow. decides that he's gonna go with them and he only asked my permission because they clearly saw that I was not crossing the street with them. He turned around to ask me. Do you think at that point he was ready to, he was like subconsciously trying to ruin the relationship? No, I think he's literally that dumb. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't think he's nearly smart or cunning enough to have thought yeah. that far ahead. And if he wanted oh, to break shit. up with me, he could have kicked me out at any time. Oh, wow. Because he had no problem with being a menace in my life before then. Yeah. When he felt like it. Oh, so wow. if he wanted to break up, he yeah. could have said, get in a fucking cab, go and pack your shit. And oh, he wow. would have if that was his intention. He's that type of person to just put He is. Out like that. He threatened to sue me when I said I was moving out because I owed about seven grand on our lease. Damn. Because to break the lease early, it was going to cost about that much. We had wow. a very expensive apartment. So for me to wow. pay the rest of what was owed, he threatened to take me to court mm -hmm. for it. And I said, I didn't say I was going to keep the money. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm moving out, so you need to find a new roommate. Exactly. And he took that as I was going to short him. Which, by the way, if he had gotten the new roommate, it wouldn't have been my financial responsibility. I don't think he understood what passing the buck meant, Yeah. but his only job was to find someone to replace me for like seven months. My last roommate was like that. She was a bit of a passive-aggressive person. Very annoying. I, she, she, she was always sour. Like, I don't know how to explain it. She always had a sour face. She always- I remember you telling me about this. It's like, oh my God, that last month I was going to be living there. I literally sent first the, own, the owner of the building, my landlord, a text. He was fine with me leaving a month early. And I told him he didn't have to worry about the very last rent because either I was going to find someone to take over it and he's going to get still get paid rent or he could have just taken my deposit. 
and it, the room would just have been empty. And right. he was he was completely fine with it. He was like, yeah, whatever. As long as I don't lose money, I don't really care what you do. Fine, beautiful, perfect. So I let my room, my ex roommate know. I told her, hey, I'm not gonna be there for the last month. I'm gonna find somebody to take over the expenses and the last month rent, or if not, I'll just, it's still gonna get paid. I'm just not gonna be there. She gave me shit about, you're legally obligated to be there. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's basically what I heard too. I was like, oh, okay, hold on a second. You don't own the building, so I need you to bring it down a thousand fucking notches. Yeah. I was like, I talked to the landlord. He was totally fine with it. I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm telling you, we're not discussing it. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be here. Right, like <laughs> this right, is not up for debate. It's not up for debate. You're not my mama. I, I don't got to tell you shit. So she gave me shit about it. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with it. I didn't even answer her. I was like, because if I keep answering her, I'm going to take a Louisville slugger, break down her door and beat her to death. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave it as is. I'm not going to talk to her. Those last few weeks living in that apartment, every time I saw her, I wanted to beat the shit out of her. Oh God! Like, oh, you stupid fucking bitch. That's basically how I felt for the final year of my relationship with my ex. Just knowing she was in the same house, I wanted to beat the shit out like, of her. Like I would get stressed out that he didn't want to spend time with me, mm -hmm. but then he would come home, and I would get this deep anxiety from being around him. Yep, always on high alert. It's like that's stressful. That fucks with your nervous system. It did. I Do you know what cortisol poisoning is? Ooh, no. It's Cushing syndrome. I'm not saying that I had no. Cushing syndrome, but I was so concerned about it that I was actually up all night researching it one time. I do that all the time. Because I, I have my stages of being a hypochondriac. I had <laughs> such an excess of cortisol in my body. For what me, is cortisol? It's the it's the chemical your body makes when you're stressed. Oh, sure. And it can collect in your back and mm -hmm. like you get muscle pains from it, like chronic muscle pains. Mm -hmm. Now, my shoulders were definitely hurting from my job most mm -hmm. of the time, but that doesn't explain the sharp shooting pain I would get that paired with the anxiety of him coming home. That's Damn, cortisol. Yeah. That's your body telling you we're in danger right now. Mm -hmm. And that's not how you want to feel when you're engaged to somebody. Yeah. Like, I was looking down the barrel of spending the rest of my life with this person, and then I realized mm -hmm. on June 23rd of 2020, I've had enough. Yeah. I've had e-fucking-nuff mm -hmm. of this man and his bullshit. Yeah. And then I moved into my brother's house temporarily, mm -hmm. then I moved into my father's house temporarily, and then I had yet another breakdown because my father is just a completely different kind of emotional mm -hmm. abuser in that he's neglectful. Mm -hmm. uh, that That's when I went to the hospital and then I moved yeah. back into my family's house. And mm -hmm. now I'm in this situation where it's like I can't emotionally handle having another job. I can't work for another person and be okay with getting a pitiful wage that's taxed to absolute hell. Yeah. I want to make my own money the way that I feel like making it. Mm -hmm. And that is really difficult. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. Uh, to, it's an 80 hour a week type of job. And it's the type of job where one week you could make $600 like I did and then not make anything for the rest of the month. Yeah. You know, I, if I had known that none of my other pieces that I had prepared were going to sell, mm -hmm. I 
might not have let the other ones go for what I gave them away for. And I say gave them away, they were paid for, but I mean, like, I'm realizing now that at least one of them had a higher value than I had set for it. Oh, okay. So I, you know, that kind of thing is going to happen as, as I learn and as I continue trying to sell things. But now I've got this pile of paintings, it's not going anywhere and all this imaginary money attached to it, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do, you know? Yeah. I, all I can do is keep making new stuff and hope that it's good enough. Exactly. That's that's the joy of uh, being an artist and doing it on your own. It's, it's scary, it's tough. It's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. But there's, there's gonna be that time where everything kicks off though. But that may take years, unfortunately. Yeah, you never know when it's gonna yeah. happen. So like, it could exactly. it could happen at any time between now and never. And I, ugh, that's that's the scary part. I think that's why I've never like really sold my paintings online is because I'm the type of person where I need I need facts. I need to know the facts. If it's not gonna sell, I'm not gonna fucking do it. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. It's hard. I'm very analytical in that way. I'm just yeah. And I think that's what kept me away from doing a lot of great things because great things just happen. You can't you can't time that shit. So Yeah, that's that's the problem with yeah. you know, the good times will come, but you just don't know when. Just don't know when. They they show up when they feel like it. And I need a motherfucking timeline, so <laughs> Yeah. Right. Um, I actually didn't answer our question. I just went on a tirade about oh, yes. my ex boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also very interesting stuff. Um, the job that I thought I wanted growing up until I learned about it mm-hmm. was like a performer or a celebrity or basically Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> and then 2007 happened and Britney's life goes down the toilet and I was like, this was not her fault at all. She could not have done anything better than she did. Mm-hmm. And anyone who thinks that Britney was crazy and deserved what she got is a heartless piece of shit. I always felt like she was sabotaged. She was sabotaged mm-hmm. completely. That's why and this whole thing is so fucked up. Yep. It's because it was all born of lies. Yeah. It was lies that her father made up, that mm-hmm. he sold to the media, that the media perpetuated on their own. Damn. And I remember doing something. I want to publicly apologize to Britney Spears for something yeah. I did in middle school <laughs> that I didn't know was fucked up until now. Yeah. I had a sketchbook that I carried around of like, I wish I still had it because some of the, the stuff in there was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, a random kid's sketchbook, right? You put anything and everything in it. <laughs> I was going to tell her I was in the sketchbook. <laughs> I had a list of signs to the apocalypse. Because, you know, apocalyptic shit, shit was mm-hmm. super fucking popular around the early 2010s. Like, we thought the world was going to end at least once every season, right? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I had a list of signs to the apocalypse that went up to something crazy, like 400 or something. And after probably the first hundred, I started running out of good ideas, yeah. or at least what I thought were good mm-hmm. ideas. How many good ideas could a ninth grader possibly have, you know? You'd be surprised. We were creative back then. Oh, yeah. We but I'm just saying, <laughs> I got to a point where one of them was... Uh, a sign of the apocalypse being Brittany being a competent mom 
And I feel so bad for like 14 year old me for writing some heinous bullshit like that. Because she was never a bad mother. She was fucking sabotaged. But little me didn't know that. All she saw was fucking TMZ (laughs) ruining this woman's life and making it sound like it was her fault. I used to love TMZ. Oh my god, the shit you would see on that. And now I look at it and I'm like, this is just invasive. This is oh my god, guerrilla journalism, and it's not even journalism. It's fucked up. Yeah, I see. Oh wow, yeah, I think about TMZ the same exact way. It's a total invasion of privacy. It is. I always wanted to be famous when I was younger. Yeah. In the spotlight and now really understanding it. And, you know, being 31, I have better understanding of how things play out. Um, what people actually what want people, for you yes. when you have success in your life is, is people pure. want you to fail. Oh my God. People it's... get off on failure. Like, the, there's a German word, Schadenfreude, which is taking joy in the misery of others. Yeah. Misery loves company. And there is no greater schadenfreude in America than reality TV. Woof. It's literally just- reality TV too. It's one of those things that makes you feel better about your own life because it makes the other person's life look so awful. Absolutely. I watch the shit out of Hoarders. You know why? (laughs) Because I grew up in a hoarder house (laughs) and I want to see how much worse it is for everybody else. I want to feel like my childhood wasn't that bad. And the I, truth yeah. is, pain is relative. You can't mm-hmm. compare one person's suffering to another. That's very true. You know, you especially can't compare a child's suffering to an adult. Mm-hmm. And Britney's life as a performer started when she was a child. I can only imagine oh my God, the yeah. type of shit that she had to put up with in the Mickey Mouse Club. Mm-hmm. You know, she she said in her testimony that she's been working since she was 17. Honey, you've been working since you were like six. That's so true. Because as soon as you got employed with Disney for that fucking TV show, that was a job. That, yeah, yeah. after that, your career, it was going to skyrocket, whether you wanted it or not. Yeah, all of those kids. It was Justin Timberlake was on it. Uh-huh. Christina Aguilera was uh-huh. on it. Oh, um, and here's the you want to know another. So many. Stephen Dorff was fucking on it. You want to know sure. some some Britney Spears conspiracy right now? What? The reason apparently that she sings in that annoying baby voice is because her voice growing up was so similar to Christina's that they wanted Christina to be the deep voice soulful girl and they want Britney to be the cute poppy little (laughs) oh yeah I can see that but when you listen to them as children they sound the same they all sound the same like Britney should have had the same deep soulful quality to her voice Mm -hmm. and it's actually damaged her voice that she had to force it to do something unnatural like that that's so true. When she does things, it's very like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Like that's not really her. That's what the studio oh, is dictating that her to do, which makes it voice. so fucking cringy. Like I thought she was a worse singer. I and that's so unfortunate voice. because she's so talented. Actually, like she's she's oh, got everything going on. It's just been so mismanaged and misdirected. Yeah, I watched the um, I watched the documentary 
the Hulu one. I think it was 2020, but I could be wrong about that. They did a documentary about um, her, her life, not really the conservatorship, but everything that happened really before it. And there was a part where she was like meeting some executive. She was younger at the time. This executive goes, yeah, the only people with, with her, I think was the mom or some shit. And then she was like, the only time I met her dad ever in her entire career, me working with her, is this one time when it was her, I think her mom or like someone that sort of babysits her. And he said something to the executive like, oh, Brittany's gonna buy me a boat or some shit. Yeah. I'm just like, bro. Yeah, her he father is, not is a scumbag. He's in it for, he wants shit. He don't want to work He no has milked his daughter dry for her money for her whole life. Entire life. And now as soon as he got his, his claws into her with that conservatorship, it was, because it was the beginning of the end. She because she was an adult already and he didn't like that she was making adult decisions like yeah. having kids or going to parties with Lindsay Lohan and yeah. Paris Hilton. He didn't like that his fucking, his monkey was dancing for another circus exactly then the mom sitting there i feel like her mom really didn't do shit for her her mom is equally accountable yeah. and you know what i don't Still believe back and wrote a fucking book about i it. don't believe that jamie is innocent either jamie no. lynn no she is just as accountable i think she let this happen because they were paying so much attention to her she found a way out and she was like well this is the only shot i got i gotta get out now they're focused on Britney Spears or trying to control her life. I feel like the youngest one, she she's sort of normally living her own life under the radar. Not even. She's she there are records of her using Britney's money to like fly around to New Orleans and shit. She's also in on the scam. Shit. Like she came out recently saying that uh she doesn't spend Britney's money and, uh, you know, she has nothing to do with this. And, oh, she said that she kept quiet to respect her sister. Her sister um, wants everyone to know what's happening to her. If this was happening to my sister, I'd be the loudest fucking person in the room. Right? You would be freaking the fuck out. Oh, yeah. I'd be telling everybody that wanted to hear. You know, they stealing is- her motherfucking money. Derek would never be a celebrity like that because he also enjoys privacy. But my brother. Oh, okay. uh, You know, if he were rich and famous and had this type of shit happening to him, I would be setting entire buildings on fire to get people's attention. Absolutely. I would be out here committing arson for the sake. I would literally light a group of, like, with something really bad to a church, I guess. Like a, like that would be bad. That would be very bad. Like a series of churches that spells out "Help Derek across oh, America." Something oh, absolutely batshit insane that would probably put me in prison for the rest of my life. As long as people heard his story, yeah. I would be like content with that. Absolutely. But Janie Lynn Spears is out here spending her sister's money and going, wow. "Oh, I'm not part of the problem. I'm not on her payroll, bruh." 
Why are you First swiping all, her credit card at the airport yeah, then? I feel like every time I see this girl, like, there's no, I don't think you're getting that much money from Zoe 101. Like, there's no way you can be getting that type of royalties. At this point in time, there's probably no royalties left to get. That it show didn't did. run very long, did it? I don't think it did. And yeah, I don't feel like it was good. I've never got watched it. Pregnant. Oh, yeah. Fucking children. I oh, hate kids. Yeah, she did get pregnant super <laughs> early. I forgot about that. I hate oh, kids. Why well, you gotta be doing shit like this? Yeah. Oh my god. Not and the kosher. way Britney Spears found out, wasn't it like a tabloid told her, like, oh, your sister's pregnant or some shit. And that's the way she found out. TMZ. It was yeah, it probably was TMZ. Holy shit. <laughs> Those fucking scumbags. God damn it. Poor Britney. She never had a chance, man. No, she really didn't. And that's what really pisses me off about this whole thing is that she deserves to have what's left of her life back. Yeah, that's true. You know, I don't know if she even wants to like perform or anything anymore. I and think I, she really, she says she really wants to get married and have children, but they're, she does. they're forcing her to keep in her, her ID. Yeah, that's another thing. You could not make me put in an mm -hmm. IUD voluntarily, let alone by force. I would kill you. It's just the fact that they're even telling her what to do with her uterus. It's it's fucked up. I'm terrified at the notion that like. What if they had to sedate her to do that? Oh my, yeah. Because can you think of, can you imagine her consciously going, okay, okay, you can do it? I can't. No. Because I personally wouldn't. I and like she I, would, she wanted a big family. I may not know Britney Spears through a hole in the wall, but I know as a woman, if someone tried to force a, an IUD into my body, they're going to get hurt trying to do that. Yeah. Because that's not so, that's a, a violation of your rights as a human and as oh a woman. God. That's so sad. Not that women's rights count for anything, <laughs> but you know, like, that's just beyond fucked up. I yeah, can't imagine I that, the circumstances like... under which that actually occurred. Yeah, if it was done illegally while she was strapped down, or she said, or she or she could have just said yeah because she knew it was it could get to that level and she just didn't want it that to that's them. another thing that yeah. scares me that it's possible that yes she was going to get hurt or right like we don't know how bad it really is yeah exactly but you know even with this all being speculation i can't help but feel like there are probably other forms of this type of abuse happening to people who don't have Britney's exposure mm -hmm. that, you know, if this is as, uh, maybe not common, but if, if this is really not an isolated incident, I would at least like to see more being spoken about it yeah. just for the sake of it being spoken about. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there is a lot of this still going on. It's like that movie that recently came out. I think it's probably a show, but it's the um, movie called um, I Care A Lot, where the woman goes around um, framing these older people into sort of like a conservatorship where they take hold of your finances in your entire life. And she, I think she ends up putting them in like foster homes or no, 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 wow. like um, old age homes. Yeah. That, I feel like that's sort of what's going on to Britney Spears. They sabotaged her. 
they put her in something that she doesn't really need to well maybe she should have in the beginning because you know she needed medication she was going through some shit but yeah but that's a, as a that's a result of her trauma let's talk about hobbies yes hobbies what are you currently into i don't i don't think i really have a hobby um I'm starting to get back into acrylic. Like I, I was just gonna buy some like really cheap acrylic on Amazon just to play like play around with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to get back into my art drawing. Um, that's one thing I was thinking. Like um, for next episode, we could probably because I have paints that I'm just trying to use up that are super old. We could probably get like some. Wait, what was that? Like a canvas? Yes, canvas. Oh my god. We get to canvases and just like talk and paint and smoke. Oh, like a wine and paint yeah. night, but with marijuana. Exactly. Instead. We could probably do that. Um, that would be brilliant. We have some I plastic have we could some. lay out, and I have tons of paint and markers there that I'm just trying to use because it's just been sitting there, and I feel I like a I need ton to like. craft paint. Though. Yeah. It's it's actual craft paint, like mm-hmm. the two dollar jars of paint. Yeah. But they're not bad quality, so mm-hmm. I wanna like burn through them because they're taking up a lot of space. Yeah, I have the, the big blick like tube squeeze outs mm-hmm. that I'm trying to like they've been there for years and I really just I put so much time and money into getting those. I want to like really I actually use it. Ooh, this this does give me ideas because you know what? I love working with texture. Yes. And I have two texture mediums that you could try. One of them is a crackle texture. So when you you Ooh. put it on thick like spackle and after like and three just, like, days yeah. it like cracks apart. Ooh, okay. And then there's texture paste mm-hmm. which dries pretty quickly. Yeah. That um, I'll show you when we take a break. I'll mm-hmm. show you a painting I used it for. But you can literally imagine like the consistency of a buttercream frosting but mm-hmm. it's paint. Oh, so you shit, mix your color paint with yeah. it, and it just, or you can just put it on white and then paint over it. It's super fun. Yeah, I definitely want to do, I want to get back into art because it's the only thing that keeps me level-headed and sane. We um, should do some uh, art collabs. Yeah, oh my God. Cause I don't know, I've just been like. <sighs> I mean, literally art is all I want to do with my life mm-hmm. from this point on. I'm trying my damnedest Mm -hmm. to make money and even though my hobbies right now are stuff like needle felting and playing the sims Mm -hmm. every minute that i'm not doing (laughs) that every minute that i'm not doing one of those things i'm doing something with art yeah exactly and uh my boyfriend made me realize the other day that i've gotten a little burnt out um I thought I was going to feel refreshed after I bought some new brushes, I got motivated mm-hmm. for all of two minutes, and then oh, yeah, I put I some paint way. down and I was like, I don't like what I'm working on. I'm the same exact way. It's like, I feel I should have been born rich because the right. level of the level of boredom that I feel, and it's just like, I get bored too easily. Like I my bank account and my brain don't match no it's they don't. like i don't yeah it's my bank account and my boredom don't match no. i need to be constantly stimulated i constantly need that burst of, of i need this the feeling the serotonin burst yes, that's that what i, I get need. from walking into a blick yeah. every single time i do something i need that 24 7 365 
24 hours a day. I need I someone need to liquefy that chemical so I can take a again, shot every morning intravenously. <laughs> like if, if I could one just of those IV pumps. If yeah, I, I need one of those with a press button and just comes to my head. Marijuana and serotonin mm-hmm. all day. I would never be sad again. I would cure my yeah, depression. Absolutely. I would cure yeah. my bipolar disorder. I would literally not have any problems with me if yeah. I could just like mainline my two favorite chemicals. <laughs> that is that is that's what I need. That is what I need. How do I get that all the time, oh, every day, every second of the day? My drug counselor is gonna love that one. It's like <laughs> I need I need it. It's hard to to live everyday life. I keep getting these weird ass messages where it's like waiting for your hot fuck. Everybody keeps getting those. And they're coming from email addresses so I can't even block them. I I literally, every time they come, I have to delete it. And there's been people that like, I'm going to call the cops. Please stop texting me. I'm like, dude, you're still going to get it. The old people that respond to them that are like, no, I don't want to meet your hot sexy singles. You have the and wrong it's like, number. Do not reply to that to that text because that's how they're gonna get you if you open that shit up. Yeah, you just have to delete them. I just you have to. Delete I want to know what diabolical son of a bitch decided to start sending spam email to my texting and inbox. It started ever since the pandemic. I just started getting them recently. I I feel like it started late into the pandemic for me but it started during the pandemic like who is i feel like people are going crazy trying to scam everybody out of their like irs shit it's like y'all i heard you got that stimulus check i give it to like trust me you're barking up the wrong tree i didn't get shit (laughs) i think on that note we should take a smoke break ah yes we'll be back (laughs) ha 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 back at it again all right back in the saddle (laughs) Um, so here's a dumb question for you. What's the best meal you ever ate? Ooh. The best meal I ever ate that I actually made myself and it's my favorite dish. If I was in death row, this is the dish that I would order. <laughs> Coco Man. Ooh. Yeah. It's the bone-in one though. Mm-hmm. It has to be a bone-in Coco Van with truffled, um, creamed mashed potatoes. Oh my God with the jizzled with the red wine reduction you did that yourself yeah i did that myself wow that's amazing it was the best dish i've by far ever cooked in my entire life um till this day it's the dish i want before i die it's like the best dish you'll ever eat especially if it's a bone-in chicken oh my god i think i had that with like creams not cream spinach i think it was like sauteed red wine mushroom or some shit it was the best shit ever that sure sounds incredible. I think it takes a lot of time, but it's great. I think the best meal that I ever had, because I really don't cook, was at a place called Ad Hoc and Addendum, which is the longest fucking name for <laughs> that is. A, an eatery. But it's like one of those fancy kind of places mm-hmm. where you need a reservation. <laughs> um, a reservation. <laughs> well, when I was in California back in like 
2018, uh, we went to ad hoc for a brunch. And like, I was in athleisure wear. I was not dressed for this meal, but it was spontaneous. The salad, I could not even tell you what was in it because it was so long ago. I just remember having a religious experience over the salad. <laughs> and the entire rest of the meal was just as good. I have a place like that. My, it's me and my sister's favorite steakhouse to go to. I think it's in Midtown. It's called Keen's Steakhouse. K-E-E-N-E-S, Keen's. Um, Super expensive, but it's absolutely worth it. Oh. Porterhouse for two, uh, cooked oh to my. perfection. The sides are even good. The mashed potatoes, the I think it was like cream, cream spinach that they do or some shit. That sounds delicious. <laughs> that was the quickest we've ever answered oh, a question. Oh my god, that really was. <laughs> We're determined. <laughs> we were just thinking about food. I just had that DiGiorno's yeah. pizza, and like, I don't give a fuck. DiGiorno's <laughs> has always been there for me, so I will Tough always times. be there for <laughs> DiGiorno's. See, for me, pizza, I like. I don't, I don't really like the, the um, like that type of stuff, DiGiorno's or I like my pizza to be like super fresh out the oven, like freshly yeah. made, yeah. Like that, I no mean, pizza. I do too, pizza. but like I'm also indiscriminate as an eater. Okay. I have, I, I used to have the palate of a small child because I was a small child at some point. I don't We're remember those eaters. times, but you know. <laughs> I remember being called a picky eater because I wanted to eat grilled cheese and french fries and chicken fingers. But, you know, I just recently got down with tomatoes. I still qualify as a picky eater, but I also feel like I will try anything once. Yes. So mm -hmm. I don't think I deserve to be called a picky eater by anyone who hasn't eaten fucking prawn brain before. Like, if you can't tell me that you've had braised... If you haven't snails, had a braised cow tongue, you can't talk to me about oh, being yeah. a picky <laughs> fucking eater. Okay? Snails are really good. Uh, there's a place in... I didn't enjoy either of those things that I listed, by yeah. the way. I'm just saying I was willing to eat them to say that I didn't. <laughs> like crawfish, when you break over a, oh, a, crawfish, a crawfish to suck out the, the, the brains and shit, that's a good one. The green shit, ooh. See, the thing is, I don't like the brains so much, but I love the meat of sea bugs because that's what they are yeah they're sea bugs like crawfish or shallow water yeah. sea bugs lobsters are deep water sea bugs there are the roaches the filtration system of the ocean fish eyes are really good and yet they are delicious oh, yeah you already eaten a fish eye i don't even know if it's edible mm -hmm. or not but I tend to eat them if you've eaten one and it didn't kill you yeah. i would say it was yeah. edible i remember uh when my cousins got married Ooh, like a glutinous um, chicken feet. I've never had a chicken foot. Barbecue chicken foot? I've never had a chicken foot and they look delicious. Um, it's good. It's, if you like that sort of like gumminess of- um, it's cartilage. Yeah, it's very gummy. It feels like um, pork skin. Ooh, I would enjoy crispy, that. It's that sort of like, like gelatinous- Before like, the chicharron. Yes, that's yes. what it feels like. I would love that. Um, it's good to just like have. <laughs> one of these days I'm gonna go, go to one of the more hood bodegas and oh, get a yeah. jar of chicken feet. <laughs> I just haven't been brave enough to do it yet, because yeah. what if I don't like it? Then I have um, this whole jar of chicken feet. It's definitely a required taste, um, acquired taste. The first few times I had it, I didn't really like it, but when you add really good seasoning to it, it's, yeah. you can eat it. Well, that's the thing about us Hispanics, <laughs> is that we season everything to the point where it tastes good. 
You could you that could octopus. I used to eat octopus when I was younger. That's like oh. I love octopus. I actually am a huge fan of takoyaki. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, I am. I understand what anti-animal cruelty and shit is about, but I, my people were born to eat animals. Yes. We create, Absolutely. consume, and destroy <laughs> at our own discretion, Absolutely. and that's what makes us so badass. It's hard for a Spanish person to be a vegetarian because we're raised with so much meat around us. That's our main source of yeah. protein is meat and eggs. It's meat, eggs, rice, beans, lettuce. Yeah. That's it. Every once in a while we'll throw in like a plant The lettuce a is a vegetable. footnote. It's just there for like a little refreshing <laughs> spritz of... <laughs> You a little know. decoration. <laughs> yeah, make it more colorful. Exactly. It's a vegetable. They took leafy greens seriously in, in school. But even then, we add sweet shit to it because we like to add apples uh-huh. to our salads. So Dude, Apples and chicken together are fucking divine. Yeah. With yeah. some cheddar cheese, oh my god. I used to eat my rice and beans and chicken with half of a banana. I still do that, actually. Ooh, that sounds pretty it's good. Smooth. Especially if it's like a moro, so like rice and beans together. Yeah. Oh god. Oh my god. That nice. Um, like a hot chocolate. That yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just I still to this day I still do that. I eat it with half a banana. That sounds that phenomenal. That perfectly sweet and salty. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I love sweet and salty together. Yeah. Oh my god, sweet and salty yeah. all the way. There's actually a uh, sweet and salty Chex mix that I look for every time I go Ooh. to the Seven Eleven or. I heard about yeah. that. I haven't tried it yet. It's delicious, and it's get it's getting harder and harder to find for some reason. Um, you know, surprisingly, not a lot of people like sweet and salty things, which drives me nuts. Yeah, I don't understand it. I'm like, what do you mean you like, like sweet and salty? I need I need so much variety. They say variety is the spice of life. I need to have the most variety in yes. my life. <laughs> I need to be the spiciest. The more options, the better. Yeah, I need options. I want to combo things. <laughs> I want to try everything together. Yep. You never fucking know. That's what people what's say about me. I am. I'm queen of Franken food. I will put pretty much anything Fuck together. Yeah. I, will I put love that. Together. I had a coworker that she would get grossed out when I would start mixing shit together no. on my plate. I'd be like, "How do you know it doesn't taste good exactly. if you don't try it?" Mac and cheese with ketchup. Oh, mm. you know what? Okay, so I told her this at work once, and Oreo she cereal like with denounced of cheddar. me. She like denounced me for saying this. I was about to do it. Yeah, too. right. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> um, for saying that when I was a kid, I would take. You remember like kid cuisine? Yeah. I would mix the brownie and the mac and cheese together. Cheese and good. chocolate that is really divine. Yeah. Cheese and chocolate go perfectly together. If you've ever had an expensive charcuterie plate, you've had cheese and chocolate together. Yeah. Little dark chocolate chips. Yes. Yeah. And the. Che- Every single time. It's Pair just, that with a sharp yeah. piece and it's fucking delicious. It's delicious. New York sharp cheddar with a nice uh, dark chocolate piece. Oh my god. And then maybe like a green apple or something like red grapes. Like why do you think chocolate cheesecake is so good? <laughs> this is why we're fat. Uh, this is why we're fat, bro. We talk about food like it's an experience, oh, this man. This is the most on oh. track we've been the yeah, entire right? time. <laughs> and it has to do about food. Look it. We have to have priorities. Listen, what what else what else does our world re- If you took money out of the equation, our lives revolve around food. Easily. Easily. No questions asked. Life revolves around food. That's why I make money. Because without buy the food, foods that I want to eat. 
you die. <laughs> you need food. That's just what it is. As we're talking about food, I'm looking at this banana pudding. Oh my god, that looked incredible. Oh the first banana pudding I ever tried was recently. I've never tried it before, oh and it was on um, Was your magnolias. life changed? Oh my god, I love magnolias. It was. The banana foster cupcake is probably my favorite thing I've ever put in my mouth. It was so good. The thing I didn't really like about it is I think I got the last batch of the day, so the bananas weren't as fresh. Mm -hmm. um, but it was ugh, that cream. What the fuck, man? That cream and that vanilla pudding situation they put on there and their fucking Nilla wafers. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure I would have loved it more if the bananas were more fresh, but I could tell already that Next I liked time, it. Next go there like early in the yeah, morning. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. your mind will be blown. But it was just like... <sighs> I got a box of their cupcakes Damn, bro. as a gift once. By the same co-worker, by the way, that was giving me shit about flavor combinations. <laughs> um, and, oh man, those were the most delicious cupcakes I've ever had in my life. And it's I'm not even that much into cupcakes. Okay, so I saw something last night that pissed me off. I saw that allegedly, this is hearsay, allegedly... Instagram is converting to be a mostly uh, video-based platform like TikTok and YouTube. Now, <clears throat> I've been noticing that. I, I've noticed it too. Down. I've noticed it too. What stresses me out is we already have TikTok and YouTube. Yeah. So what's the point of having another platform that's video-based when the parameters are you get 60 second videos and you can share up to 10 videos in one post. That is the maximum functionality of video posts on Instagram. Then you look at Reels. Reels... I think they recently changed it to like 60 seconds, Reels. Reels are only, you know, every so often. They're basically shoved off to the side. Mm -hmm. You don't see them as frequently. I thought video posts were like the next magnificent thing, yeah. but now I'm kind of upset about it because I'm like, well, I miss when Instagram didn't revolve around videos. Mm -hmm. It's like a post type of situation. What's going to be the new Instagram? Are we going to get a new Instagram? Is there going to be a photo sharing platform that doesn't go through all of this bullshit? I think TikTok is a new thing. It is, but it's yeah. also a platform for kids. Yeah, too. I, tr I, despite the fact that I myself am, am on TikTok, I have made a TikTok yeah. before. <laughs> I'm very familiar with its platform. It is not for people above like an early college age. Yeah, because it gets stale. I'm seeing all these people come off of it and getting rich off of it. I'm just like, who the fuck are these people? Is this what my parents thought of me growing up? Like, who the fuck are these people? I mean, I don't know about you, but I wasn't doing any of the shit that these kids do when I was a teenager. Oh, no, I didn't. I had. I didn't have nearly as much makeup. I just was not doing half the shit they were doing. Like, um, it's different. Nowadays. I didn't even have a clean enough house to be filming <laughs> videos in. Like, fuck, man. It was like... I, I, I couldn't have friends. I couldn't have friends over. Yeah. I mean, I know that's a product of, of my childhood and the things that I went through. That was through. the same way, yeah. 
but you know it, it's crazy to, it's unfathomable to me that these young girls have all this opportunity to show themselves off not even just young girls let's just take gender off the table and say these children yeah are exposing themselves in way in in multiple ways that make you know me and many other people my age and older uncomfortable very it's hard to watch yeah. because it's like you get scared for these kids and i feel like you if you become super famous that early excuse you the way you view the world we were just talking about yeah. Brittany. it's totally skews the way you view the world like and how you live your life yeah you you're gonna mature so fucking quickly you're reduced to your job yeah it's like you're a child be a child you only get one chance to be a fucking kid you don't have to publicize yeah. every single thing that you do yeah it's uh it's scary to watch because like i didn't have a childhood for completely different reasons yeah. but i know that if i got to go back and do it again i would have at least tried to maintain some semblance of innocence in yeah. that regard absolutely like, that's another thing people on kids on TikTok get famous for doing absolutely nothing like, this is the argument in terms of like us keeping track of our hobbies and shit is one thing but the fact that everything has to be so fast and constant it yes. worries me and i find mm -hmm. myself indulging from time to time when i get bored mm -hmm. and being like wow i really get what causes people to sink hours of their day into millions of these little clips because if you think about it imagine if you smoked one cigarette every 30 seconds for three hours how many cigarettes would you smoke? Too fucking many, too right? Too fucking many. <laughs> I may not yep. be able to do quick math, but that's too fucking many. Now yep. compare these 30 second clips to kids smoking cigarettes. It's mm -hmm. an addiction. Yeah. Yeah. If I were a tramp stamp, what would I be? <laughs> a tramp stamp. You would be... Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it requires a little thought, that one. You would be... The only one I could really think of that I've seen a lot of is, um... The... It, it, it always has either the heart or the butterfly inside with the tribal situation going on the outside. Oh That's like the typical God, trans yes. fan that I always think about, yeah? That's, so, I thought yeah. of a similar one for you, but instead it's that heart on fire that's got the, like, <laughs> the cross on yep. it. <laughs> and it's covered in barbed wire. Yep. Oh, like my one of those. God, yes. Uh-huh. See, I love tattoos, and I also love when people get tattoos that don't necessarily have, like, a significant, deeper meaning to them. But I still believe that there are bad tattoo ideas. But yeah, you know, and then you always go to the bad tattoo artist and I'll go, yeah, I'll do that. Why not? Tell me if this sounds like a bad idea. I had an idea for an abstract self-portrait. Mm -hmm. And when I say abstract, I mean like it's going to be a black cactus that looks like a PVC material, like super shiny and glossy. Okay. The spikes on the cactus are gonna be like needles, like actual syringe needles. Okay. And then, uh, alrighty. And then when you cut it, it, there's a cross section cut taken out of it, like a slice. Yeah. 
And it's just like pink fluffy cake stuff. Pink fluffy cake stuff. So it's like, oops. Oh, what's pink fluffy cake stuff? Um, I'll take that. You know, like imagine the inside of like a frosting, a, a, like, like a, a gooey, like um, jelly stuff. Like if you had to bake a cake for like a pretty princess fifth birthday party. Yes. That's the inside of it. Okay. And that's coming out of what again? The cactus that's like all black and brooding. Okay. I can kind of picture this. Because, you know, on the outside, I've got like that part time goth aesthetic. Yes. But, you know, I've grown quite soft yeah. in the last few <laughs> so years. So you need a hardcore tattoo. <laughs> And not even the hardcore tattoo, I just think that the juxtaposition of, you know, something that looks like you would find it uh, in like a bike shop window would actually be like mm -hmm. sweet and fluffy inside. Mm -hmm. I just compared myself to a Harley Davidson yeah. store tchotchke, <laughs> but you know. Holy shit. It'd be like that. I say get it. I can see it. I think that'll be cool. It'll fit your aesthetic very well. I want to do a doodle of it. Don't so you have I... like a zombie tattoo? I have this Night of the Living Dead That's the guy. one. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of unsure what to do with him because he got waterlogged, so the colors are not what they Oh, it's not as bright. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be a much lighter shade of gray than this. And also, yeah. I had a biopsy done inside of his mouth, oh, and shit. the bowl grew back anyway. So now, oh, like, fuck. All right. do I just blast over <laughs> it with something new? That's going to hurt, yeah. Yeah, it is. It hurt enough the first time, because yeah. the guy I went to was kind of heavy-handed. This is why I get tattooed by women only. They're Honestly, a lot softer. every woman that's ever tattooed me was such a pleasant experience. Although I will say this, when Chris Wednesday of Gnostic Tattoo mm -hmm. did my thigh pieces, he was not that bad. I I was in pain mm -hmm. mostly at the beginning and the end. Yeah. You know, like the mid part of it, like the four months in between those set- uh, Like you finding your spot again? It's not there anymore. <laughs> the the in-between se segments were not as bad. Yeah. Doing the line work and then doing the final uh, drop shadow around the whole thing, or whatever you want to call it, that ring of blue around the perimeter. Yeah. Um, those parts hurt the worst. Mm. And I think it was because the line the work- getting I, the wrist. Yeah. Because bone hurt really bad. Mm -hmm. And I got part of my elbow done. Well, pretty much all of it. When she got around here. Yeah, that looks like that it bone. would hurt. I've never felt pain like that in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, when I got the line work done, I had to get both legs done on the same day so they were even. Yeah. So my thighs were so fucking swollen. The plasma coming out of that. Oh my Just god. Like, the juice is coming so out. So juicy. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my god. You want to hear another story about my dumbass ex-boyfriend? We could just compile an episode <laughs> of these. Super boyfriend shit. When I got, uh, so you know my gorilla's tattoos. Yes, I love that tattoo. The, these are the thigh tattoos I'm talking about. When I got Russell's face filled in, mm -hmm. 
I came home from the shop and my ex immediately did this. He slapped his hand down on my freshly tattooed thigh and a bunch of ink bled out. So I had to go back three weeks later to get it blasted over again. And he had to really punch in the, and the highlight does not look Yeah, you have to like stick it. Unfortunately, the highlight does not look as good as it was supposed to because he fucked it up. I mean, my ex fucked it up, not the artist. The artist did what he could to try and fix it. Exactly. Um, and luckily for me, uh, he didn't charge me for that part of the appointment. So I got, I got some. He also yeah, because the, there's always a free reup just in case. You never know how they. I explained it to him you. immediately. I went on Instagram and said, "You're not gonna fucking believe this shit." And he was like, "Okay, well, in three weeks we can take a look at it." And you know, it hurts so fucking bad mm-hmm. to get it retattooed right away. Um, and then, yeah, when I got the final ring around the outside, he didn't charge me for that either because I had already spent, like, I don't know how much I spent. It was well over $2,000. Yeah. But they're huge. Yeah, yeah. They're huge and they're super detailed. Yeah, mine cost 1300 and I did it all in one, like, seven-hour sitting. I was oh like, um, so I got to work tomorrow. Oh my so god. We, she did the shading, I would the die. line work, everything in seven hours. I was like, God bless you. I would have dropped dead. But it was, yeah, 1300. Yeah, my longest appointment was four and a half hours and I wanted to throw up. Luckily for me, I have a pretty high threshold for pain. So a lot of it I spent sleeping or napping, um, (laughs) watching television on my my phone. If it wasn't for the fact that I have a pretty high threshold for pain, I don't think I'd be able to sit there for seven hours. Yeah, I um, don't handle pain that great. Yeah. <laughs> and after three hours of being tattooed, I'm usually like so spent, like my body is so drained. Yeah. The day after I got my thighs done, or the day after I got my outline done, I actually threw out my back the next morning, That's getting it. up for work, so I couldn't go to work that day. Yeah. Uh, the second I got up, I sat back down and I felt some like a pinch in my back and it was one of those I'm gonna lay straight back down immediately or else I'm going to die pains and uh, we determined that I was so tense while getting my tattoo the day before that I my muscles were like not prepared for that motion of me getting up and then sitting back down. It was one of my birthdays. I think uh, it was days before my birthday. I threw my back out. And I was like, wow, this is the pinnacle of getting old. Like, I threw my fucking back out. Yeah. Like, three days before my birthday. <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't do shit. I was like, my back was still hurting on my birthday. I was like, all I can fathom is sitting down for dinner for two hours. That's it. Yeah. I can't do any more. Anything other than that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna start crying. It was bad. I had to like drug myself, take um, shit ton of edibles, <laughs> to yeah. able to sit straight. It was fucked up. So. I've thrown my back out at work before, and that was like some of the worst shit that I had ever gone through. Mm-hmm. I nerve. was laying on the floor, like hysterically crying. I had to get in an Uber to go home, and mm-hmm. this guy hit every light and pothole on the way. Oh my god. I wanted to fucking kill him. I was like, 
I know it's not your problem. And you're, but... just, you're just like back to like, ha, ha. Yeah. Like, I oh know it's God. not your problem, but I'm using your services so I don't have to get into an ambulance later. Exactly. Because God forbid you had to take the train. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. No. Not okay. happening. I don't like the train on a good day. <laughs> right. I am always late to work now because of the train. Mm. One, I live so fucking far away. Two, the trains over here just never seem to be fucking working properly. Like, I'm always late for work. I'm like, damn, you guys haven't fired me yet. Thank God, shit. They won't. <laughs> no, I really don't do well. yeah. I was shocked that I didn't get fired with the amount of bitching and mourning that I did at that job. I was always like, oh, my back hurts. The chairs suck. Oh, the job. Because it was a genuine, it was a genuine fucking. Oh, um... my client is late or drunk or something. <laughs> like, there was always something wrong and I was always complaining about it. Did you know what? You knew early on that that just wasn't your place. I, I knew that three out of four jobs. And I'm not including my initial salon job in Long Island because that worked more like an internship. I'm sorry, I'm just watching Kim Kardashian and Kourtney Kardashian fight. <laughs> They're always fighting. It's like these bitches are full of brawling. Yeah, I love it because Kourtney doesn't want to fight Kim and Kim's like, I will kick your ass. And Kourtney's like, all right, bitch. I started, but I'm going to end it. <laughs> And then Chloe's just like, guys, guys, stop. No, my favorite clip is when Kim goes, don't be fucking rude, and like hits her sister with her handbag. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> that was iconic. That was back in the day when they lived like in apartments, real <laughs> houses. This is just so funny to watch. Yeah, they don't know what living in a real apartment is like. Oh, Courtney's not giving a fuck. She's throwing punches. Oh, my God. She's like, I'm trying to aim everywhere. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Hope you come back for our next episode. Cha-chao, cacao.